<laughs> to all dentists listening to this, I just soiled myself. Packing bowls and freeing souls from America's heartland. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl with Lorian and Spencer. I also know a thing or two about cannabis. Do you know how bad you sound? You'd know that if you'd ever listened to my podcast. Oh, man. Oh, my God, yes. Oh, give it to me. He has, uh, I think, 69 million subscribers. It's just the way they talk to chicks into it. Somehow, every time, seems like they talk the chicks into it. It's Thursday night. What? Can only mean one thing. A special edition of Bowl After Bowl is underway. Bowls with Buds. It is September 15th, 2022. You are listening to episode 190 of Bull After Bull. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'm DeLorean. And joining us in person, we have Sir Lavish. Yo, 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 yo. Am I muted? Am oh I on? God. Am I in? What an intro. I'm in. <laughs> and surprise guest, Cotton Gin. Hello, hello, hello. Woo. Fantastic. Hello there. Oh man, it works so much better when you unmute, doesn't it? What it a helps. pleasure! What a pleasure to be here. It's a yes. pleasure having Thank you guys. You for, uh, having, having me. Well, both of us, I guess. Yes. Thanks I for having me. For having me. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So we've been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, Lavish kind of started it all by planning this road trip. I mean, how, how long have you been talking about road tripping out here? Like nearly a year, right? Maybe, I, maybe even longer. I have. It's been in my mind because uh, we've talked. You and I have talked about just driving in general. We're both fans of driving long Absolutely. distances, and um, I wanted to do it in 2020, but then something happened in 2020 and everything closed down. So. Oh yeah. But I think it's time. It was the first September. September is the best time to go on a trip. September is oh, good because yeah. the the weather is almost universally good, at least here on this continent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if you're afraid, like me, you know, coastal boy, getting a little too nippy or a little too humid or something, you know, you wait till September, then you go for it. Totally. Yeah. No, September is the best bet. Because summer is still technically underway. It's like, f- fall hasn't officially kicked off yet. That's right. We got about, I don't know, two weeks. Oh, uh, it's the 15th. So about a week. A week left of summer. A week left of official calendar summer. Yeah. And you got to take it while you can. And we get Indian summers out here, like, every year. Every year it'll be November, mid-November, and then, like, you'll have a weekend where it's, like, 84. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, I can't believe this. Like, every year. Every single year they're like, oh, it's 84 November. Oh, no. Indians are. That's how it always happens. Yeah. That, that's uh, actually in, in the sad town of San Francisco. That's, like, the main time where the weather's good. Mm. They, they rely on the Indian summer. Or they did before global warming. Now every summer is an Indian summer. Yes. And every winter is spring and fall. It's always winter. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thanks for thanks for like opening up your heart and hearth. Uh, Absolutely, man. Because, uh, yeah, like it's one thing to talk about it, but then, you know, when I actually was like, yeah, I'm coming, you're like, yeah, great. Yep. Do it. Be better. That's all right. You better come here. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. And uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've been here for about 24 hours now, I would say. And uh, been having a great time. Yeah, this is what the bowl looks like when you actually put effort into cleaning some of it, somewhat. Well, 
I have no point of reference, so it's all good. Yeah. Look, look, it's very impressive. The bull is very nice for anyone who doesn't know. Abel Kirby would be astounded because it was absolute disaster when he was here. Hmm. Yeah. But we had just moved the chickens out of here. <laughs> the, yes. the baby chicks out of here and into the garage. Mm. Remnants from that and whatever. Um, and then, yeah, surprise, surprise, Cotton Gin comes into the mix. Like, what yeah. What made you decide to... I haven't quite been here 24 hours, I guess, but I uh, literally just got here, what, an hour, two hours ago? He timed it right when the ribs were coming off. Yeah. yeah perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have lined it <laughs> really, up better. Really, good ribs. Mm. But yeah, I'm on my way actually out to the West Coast uh, to see Bizzle, so... Uh, my route brought me out this way. Very cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, all the stars align, man. Yep. And then I think Pfeiffer's joining us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Going to do a little Green Lady Lounge action. For those of you who hasn't, haven't heard yet, I think I'm like 6 o'clock-ish. Going to meet up at the Green Lady Lounge. And we're probably going to hit the museums before. There's the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and the Jazz Museum that are all in the same. They're both in the same building. Mm-hmm. So we can do that kind of as a earlier afternoon thing. A- anybody who's a baseball fan, got it. You got to hit the uh, the NL museum. It's tight. It's a it's a wild piece of history, no doubt about it. Yeah. When when the uh, the Cleveland Indians, formerly the Indians, changed their name to the Guardians, like, obviously I thought that was like some cape shit move that they pulled. Yeah. Somebody somebody paid them off for that one, but. What they could have been was the Cleveland Spiders, which was the actual original Negro League team in uh, Cleveland. That would have been cool. I thought that would have been awesome if they'd done that, taken that name. Guardians. Been, it's so forgettable. Yeah, it's weak. Mm-hmm. Nobody in Cleveland calls them the Guardians. It sounds like something out of a movie or something. <laughs> yeah. It's some kind of movie somewhere. Oh, man. Maybe you've heard of it. So what I love about this place, just geographically, it's like meeting in the middle. I mean, I'm guessing you guys probably drove really close to the same distance, but I'm guessing maybe Cotton Gin drove just slightly further. Yeah, I don't know exactly. What's the mileage? Do you guys know the mileage? I've really been keeping track. I've driven so far a little under 2,000 miles. And from Boston, so... Sounds... That sounds pretty close. I think it's like right around 2,000. center. Of the uh, yeah. country, yeah, uh, seems or to be close to it. It's a great, uh, great spot, man. Heartland. Because I can just sit around and let people come through. You know, I don't have to like, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the way I like to roll. And you can jam over to some people real quick. You saw Fletcher once, and that yep. wasn't too bad. And yeah, everything is like doable. You were talking about loving to drive. I do love to drive, but I hate flying even more than i love driving that's what i was just about to say from here you get to drive you don't have to fly yeah yep. like it coast to coast you almost have to fly but yeah. you don't really have to as uh <laughs> yeah, as sometimes when you're uh i guess uh motivated enough you just go i saw your whole route is like 110 hours or something like that yeah sounds about right man that is a lot of pavement man there and back again 110 hours big loop Shit. But yeah. I also love driving, so I've I've driven, I guess, across most of the country, but never across all of it. Not all at once, certainly. So looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. 
we did one coast to coaster in the same it was like a six weeks apart or something like that, right? Yeah. But it was one coast and back and then the other coast and back. Yeah, we went to the San Bernardino Medical Cannabis Cup. Yep. And then we went to DC like very shortly after. Both on uh uh fun weed lobbying business. <laughs> yeah. Weed business. Strictly fun <laughs> weed lobbying business. <laughs> we drove for weed. All legal, all very cool. Oh yeah, fifty state legal, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sixteen hundred a kilo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's how it goes, man. Oh, well, that's why sure. I voted for Obama. We can legalize weed. Weed ain't illegal anymore. Man, don't you keep up with current events? Weed ain't illegal no more, nigga. Yeah, don't you like watching the news, man? Oh yeah. <laughs> My favorite um, time of the day. In all of the kerfuffle. And madness of today, I forgot completely that it was a show day. And then I saw Boobles post in the chat earlier that it, he did the same thing. He was like, oh my god, it's Thursday. What did I do? Where did the time go? Yeah. It's funny, I was thinking about this when like, preparing to set up and go for the show. Like Having guests in person, it's almost like a completely different place. Like I totally forget my routine, I totally forget my all the things I need to do before I start the show. It's like, I mean, just like a completely different headspace. It's really weird. It's the same fucking room. It's the same monitors. Everything is the same. Now you just have surprise guests. Yeah. A couple, cool. <laughs> couple extra mics and, uh, and you had to make us dinner and, you know, Oh, you know, sure. What are you to Add to, wanted to. And then, Enjoyed and then, it. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. And then the, the chiefs game, of course, I think, uh, threw us off. Yeah. yeah. I kind of get sucked into the, the chiefs game. <laughs> Which yeah. was, I don't know, it's probably Brought dumb. We could, we could have started this thing, like, sooner, you know? <laughs> that giant orange smile in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, the ribs got done right around, still in the first quarter, I think, or maybe the second, so. Yeah. We probably could have been down here, like, well before the game was over, but. Well, but it ended up being a, a good game, though. It was a good game, a little back and forth. And the Chiefs pulled it out. They did, they fucking... Pulled it out of their ass with a miracle. And mm. while we were eating ribs, we got to see some ribs get broken. So yeah, they got kind of slammed on the ground. He well, was allegedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I alleged they're broken. He seemed pretty tender on him. Yep. He's going to get a little medical treatment this evening. I'm sure he'll be very happy with that. Now, what tripped me out was the whole thing was like a fucking Prime Video sponsored it's like Prime Video got... Now, I think it's the online streaming rights. Like, surely there's still a network TV that carries uh, Thursday Night Football, right? I don't... I'm so out of the loop on TV and sports and how everything works. I have no idea. That was the first football game I watched in like a year and a half. This is a great question for your dad, though. Because he, he signed know. up for a certain package to get certain games. Interesting. Whatever. Yeah, I think there's probably an on-air like network rights and streaming right now or something like that. But you can sell the seven proxies and uh, kind of figure it out, no matter what. Yep. Yeah, all rivers flow to the sea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the seven seas. Exactly. You just don't watch it, like me. Yeah. Or don't watch yeah. it. That helps, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have the ads, either. Yeah, that's so cringy. Yeah. The ads. There's so many of them. There's so much worse on Amazon too, because they're they're all Amazon sh- products. Right. They're just pushing their own shit. It's like their own God. shitty TV shows and. It's a self uh, 
you know, what was what it called when you blow yourself? Uh, flexibility. Self. Uh, <laughs> You know, Flagel- uh, flag- flagellation when you like whip yourself or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what it is self flagellation, actually, really. They are whipping themselves. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just stick with that instead. Self filate? Self filate. Self filating. Yes, their, their ego. Hey, what's that fellating. French word for sucking dick? <laughs> Fellatio. <laughs> Fellate this. Oh, fuck. Uh, so any uh what what's been your notable stops on the way out? Uh I so I've stayed in I stayed in Salt Lake City and I stayed in Denver and then I've seen some stuff in between. I I love seeing dilapidated old buildings. Totally. Yeah. If I'm driving along and I see some old town with some old shit, I'm pulling over and I'm taking pictures and I'm like seeing if they got any plaques or anything like that. And surprisingly, most places do have plaques if you stop and look oh, around. Yeah, man. There will be something that's like, on this side in 1887, Jimbo Jones built the first traders, whatever, here, and blah, blah, blah. And I, I love that. Uh, rest stops will have that, too. Yep. Random rest stops you stop at. I stopped at one before hitting Salt Lake, and it was in the Boonville uh, Salt Flats of, uh, of Utah, where they break all these land speed records. And I went and stopped at a rest stop to just kind of check it out. And they had a plaque there saying that that was the first, or I'm sorry, it was the, the, the telegraph pole where the, the telegraph connection between east and west was finally completed. So like the nice. trans, along the transcontinental line in the California Trail, the telegraph line there was completed. So That's very cool. I, yeah, I mean, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's totally cool. The day the world changed forever. Yeah. It's little stuff, you know, that snowballs into the reality we live in now. You know, start small. But uh, yeah, that's it. And I, I like Salt Lake and I like uh, Denver enough. Although Denver reminded me a little too much of home. Yeah. It's like uh, the high bay. <laughs> or what? Yeah, it's wannabe San Francisco. Yeah. And San Francisco's a wannabe town enough as it is. So you're a wannabe wannabe. Double wanting. Yeah. I want to want to. Double wanting quarter being. Nah, but yeah, it's been cool. How about you, Cotton Jim? You, you see anything cool? Yeah, I've uh, I drove through rural Pennsylvania. That was uh, real pretty. I haven't really uh, gotten to see most of that. Last time I went through Pennsylvania was going east, and I went through like Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or something. So mm-hmm. that was a little change of pace. Mm-hmm. When I'm uh, driving, I guess I like to try to. All, I, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but seeing new things rather than trying to retread places I've been before. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I stopped in Columbus too. Um, and then just basically drove here. Nice. And that was all new ground for you. Um, for the most part. For the yeah. Most part. Yeah. Columbus wasn't exactly new ground, but the way I went was so. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's like, uh, when you're playing a, some kind of video game and you like light the map up of places yeah. you've explored. You just want to light more parts up. Try to get that whole map unlocked. Like in Civ, you gotta like there's, um, uh, uncover the whole map. I think there's like some kind of bonus that kicks in when you play in Civilization. Mm-hmm. Some website too that you can track counties and whatnot that you've been to. I should... Uh, oh, that's cool. That would be neat. Try to remember what that is and fill that in. 
Yeah. Got some new places to fill in now. It's like a coloring book. You just go along. Scratch the counties. County by county until you can sing I've been everywhere and not be lying. Yeah, and you can show somebody and go, hey, check this out. At least everywhere in Merco, which is really all that counts, let's be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's other places? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just not to go. <laughs> <laughs> they exist. They're but, there. You know, there's no reason to go there. Yeah. That was my faux parlor with the uh, NOS notification. Looks like Laren is uh, letting us know that Amazon Prime has the exclusive rights for Thursday Night Football from what a co-worker was telling him tonight. Wow. Uh, As he was streaming it at work. Nice work. <laughs> That's what I would expect, though, if you're working at... Uh, Laren works at Abita. I wonder if they put the put it on the TVs in the break rooms at their Amazon workplaces. Just pops out the fucking... Hope they get that for free. Trademarked Amazon product. What about all the bars? Does that mean that all the bars had to get Amazon Prime? That's a great mm. question, man. Yeah. They must have. Because everybody was they at must, the bar they stoked. Mu- yeah, they must have had to all do Amazon Prime. That's a, that's or, a racket. Or, or VIP box. <laughs> oh, always, yeah. Always an option. Mm. My, my bar that I manage would definitely do the uh, VIP box option. <laughs> If they screamed the game at all, which is unlikely. Pick up all those R's we drop up in the Northeast. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dropped R's. Dropped like a bad habit. You don't drop those. No, no, they stay forever. You hang on to those. I have to thank you, Cotton Gin, for delivering me this prized stack of Rare Encounter coasters. (laughs) Because I have heard about these coasters... And I've been promised these coasters, and I've been told, oh, shit, I was going to bring some coasters to give you. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> and now I'm finally holding them. It's like the anticipation's been building up for a while. So these are really uh, pretty solid coasters, man. These are they legit. Are. They're, they're, they're pretty nice. Uh, there is one thing that uh, Abel noticed about them that I'm wondering if you will notice, too. Mm. I'll give you a moment. There's nothing wrong with them. If you're looking for a, a typo or anything like that, that's not it. And this is great content for an audio podcast. Should we get a blacklight? I'm, I'm looking at these coasters <laughs> and they're square, just so you can like with rounded corners. Ritual or uh, visual enrichment for you mm. listening here at home. Uh, the QR code works. I'm assuming it does. I don't know. A Facebook's not capitalist. <laughs> you got you got my like. Uh, <laughs> now you're peaked. You Your got interest my, is peaked. Uh, AP style editorial days kicking back in. You kind of uh, got it uh, when you said the QR code. Oh, yeah. It's only on one side. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. Yeah. QR code's only on one side. Could be on the other side. Could be. I see. That's okay, though. But they That's are great, to, uh, great coasters. It's fantastic. Yeah. So it says Rare Encounter with Cold Acid. It's their show art on the yeah. front. With Abel Kirby and Cold Acid. Listen to the podcast, rareencounter.net. And you know, now I'm I'm thinking about it, watching you play with it. I think he probably saw me playing with them too. You're just drawn to like flip it over. Totally. And then the other side is like, just says delete Facebook. Which you should do. And the Mm -hmm. background is like looking up between two tall buildings. And you're like looking at a sky. Uh, I think it works. It totally works. This is beautiful. This is very well done. So you so you scan like through your beer, like you, you had your beer set on Ooh, top of it. Ooh, you get the little magnifying effect. Yeah, it might uh, even make it easier to read the QR. Indeed. But you have to finish the beer. Oh, that's a shame. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you don't. You need to stick it to your forehead. Maybe it's even bigger them. if the beer's full. <laughs> Who am I? Stick it to your I love that. Then you are a billboard. 
and drunk at the same time. For a very good podcast. Yeah. That's right. Rare Encounter. Rare Encounter, the rarest. Now, I feel like it's been... So, I should say that this is the first time Cotton Gin's been the bull. Mm. This is true. And it's the first time anyone has had their first time in the bull in the bull. Oh. So, congratulations. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. The VIP Um, treatment. There you go. (laughs) Showing up. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, I was going to ask, since we usually first timers in the bowl, we always ask about like origin story stuff because it's always a fascination for me. And I was like trying to rack my brain of when I first saw or interacted with cotton gin. I just feel like you've just been around. Like it was never, there was never before cotton gin. Like, do you remember when, when the bowl came on your radar or? Yeah, uh, it was probably actually two-ish years ago now, year mm-hmm. and a half, two-ish years. I was able actually got me uh, on your radar. That's probably actually because the first time, first time I remember hearing of you was through him as well. I'm pretty sure because he was like, "Oh, my friend called me up out of the blue yeah. when we were working on this music thing, and it was really serendipitous." I think I was actually uh, I had kind of. I mean, I've, I'm a, a long time no agenda listener. Yeah, and um, I'd kind of fallen out of listening for a while, but got back on, and then uh, reached out to old friends and brought me to the bowl. Nice. It's beautiful how that all works, right? Yeah. Like the it's all kind of a blur, a little weird <laughs> world, but then you just stumble into it, and then you're like, oh wow, we're here forever. Next thing you know, it's a year later. You're like, wow, or two years later. What have we done? Who have we talked to? <laughs> You're like, next year is, next thing you know, it's a year later and it's been three years. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what's going on. Like, three years and five kids later for me. Like, <laughs> Where did the time go? Oh, they're stacking up the years and the kids. No, oh, it's fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, how did you first get hit in the mouth, Cotton Gin? Uh, yeah, I was listening to, um, uh, another, I was actually listening to John on, uh, Twit. Oh, okay. And, uh, oh. <laughs> you had to suck a beer real I quick. just, I just soiled myself. Uh, I'm telling you, man, they're, they're excited to see us, these beers. The last few have been <laughs> oh. in a rush to get, uh, Sorry, Cotton it's, it's trickling down my, you know. <laughs> I'm just... Just okay. It's please a, continue. It's got that's a wee bit of a dribble. I'll live with it. There's not much to continue there. I mean, that's it. That's John hit me in the mouth. John, it's so funny. Like it seems like by time or by era, so many people have like a similar story based on when they started listening. Like most people listen. I came in from Rogan, but it was really random. It was before Adam was ever on Rogan. It was like. 2014 or 13 i think christmas of 2013 yep end of 2013 and uh i had been listening to rogan and other podcasts and studying comedy and then somebody on my facebook i made some post about oh i listened to rogan it was like really mind-blowing post a link you know the thing you do and somebody just commented and was like you would really like no agenda check it out and i did and never it, looked back it ruined so many shows for me man. <laughs> it, ruined- <laughs> it does that yeah. it both in terms of uh, content and like meme deconstruction. Like once the memes are deconstructed for you, 
they don't work anymore. Like you see somebody else just repeating the meme and you're like, oh, but now I know like why that's being said. It really just opens your mind, opens your eyes to... To programming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, anyway, yeah. And then also audio content, or, you know, audio quality. quality. Audio yeah. quality, yeah. That's why, like, I'm dying inside with the this janky mic setup that I had to make work tonight, but I think it's fun. I think it's going to be all right. Well, then beyond so. just the audio quality, I think the production value of that show is just so, like... Yes. That's what hooked me in was, in particular, Adam... And the way that he would just bring this energy and he'd bring this, like, this just, uh, I don't know, professionalism. Yeah. He's a total performer, man. He's, like, ready. Like, the lights come on, the thing is go. Yeah. And I have mad respect for that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy to do that. No. And he does it every every show. Every single one, man. Twice a week. Uh, you and I were talking about a mutual job we've both had of being tour guides. Yeah. That's right. And... When I was a tour guide at the coffee shop, I started there as a tour guide. Like, that's how I got my foot in the door. Mm. And during Christmas, they did five tours a day, every day. So during the holiday season, you could, like, fill your schedule up. You could get work, you know? And then the rest of the year, they did five tours on Saturday only. And then the rest of the days, they did two tours. And so you couldn't really, like, you know, feed the monkey off that. Mm-hmm. So I like went to the factory floor and started working my way up there, but I still kept at least one tour every week. And I really like just appreciate it. And this was like during we were hiatus from the show. We didn't really have anything else in that vein. And I just loved how I had to be on. Like I just, it's 10 o'clock, the tour starts and you've got to be on and you're just there. And maybe you're having a shitty day. Maybe you're having a great day. Uh, Maybe it's somewhere in between, but like the clock hits 10 and you've got to be like, hey, everybody, thanks for coming. And you just have to be on. Yeah. And it just kept me sharp and in tune, you know, like kept me like, I don't know, I'm kind of like a nomadic sort of guy. I've wandered here and there in terms of like job and other activities. And you can, you can work a job and you can, there's certain jobs that you can phone in or you can like show up and not be in a good mood and still do your job. But for a job like that, you you can't just you can't look like you're having a bad day. Yeah, you have you to have like, to put on a face. You got to put it all aside. Yeah. And in order to do it, and not like there's there's this thing where you can fake it and force it. But I was never really good at that. I would have to actually legitimately just like put concerns to the side. I would mm-hmm. just have to be like, nope, that's turned off now. Yeah. And we're on this thing now. What I found when I. Just- was touring was that if i was having a bad day and i was like well gotta do it when you snap on and you start yeah. it off what, what would happen is, is if i had a good group then i'd have a good day because yeah, it can turn it all around it can turn it around you're forced to <laughs> forced to have a good day but you like trick yourself into mm-hmm. having one yep get out what you put in kind of thing yeah a little bit you're like man you know that all that stuff kind of goes to the wayside like you said yep you really do have to push it out and then maybe it comes back after, but while you're doing it, you know, you're, you're in the moment and you're having a good time and it's really hard to like not tune into the energy of however many people, eight people, 10 people that yeah. are with you. You have to kind of attune to that. Definitely. Otherwise you're a psycho. <laughs> you just like, don't care. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> well, then you're probably not even like applying to be a tour guide in that case. There's some yeah. sort of extroversion that has to happen. Yes. And, uh. I don't know. I've always felt that way. Like the, 
the performance, you know? Yeah, you gotta snap. Seinfeld had a has a great quote that I always think of where he said, if I only did a stand-up show, or if I only ever did a show when I was in a good mood, I'd have done four shows in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that crotchety bastard. And yeah. Even is a good mood. What is a good mood? It's all relative, man. Yeah. What's a bad mood? Bad mood is when I go to the dentist. I had to go to the dentist today. I hate going to the dentist. <laughs> I've been in the dentist and I don't know. I don't think I've been since I've been a father. You, if you don't go to the dentist, you especially hate it. Yeah. If you go every, if you go regularly, you you learn to like not hate it somehow because you just know. Well, you whatever. get like yeah, you probably it's because you reap the benefits of having like better teeth, you know, and they're like, cleaned, and you don't have like they clean them and say you're good to go. However many years worth of hard buildup or whatever, oh, the, man. whatever the word is for it. Yeah, they're like you're, they're like you're doing okay, but you just have the hard buildup. It's like whatever the bull, the bullshit you just can't get on your own that crawls up under your gums like yeah it's not so much that I think the dentist that I don't like it's the needle for the novocaine yeah mm-hmm. me and needles just don't <laughs> Lorian loves needles oh no oh I've never needed one at the dentist until now but uh they were like wait till you're not pregnant and come back and then we can give you the good drugs I was like all right hmm. They're talking about a local anesthesia, not even like opiates. Or yeah, anything. epinephrine specifically. Hmm. She was like, "We don't want to give epinephrine to a pregnant woman." And that's what we use. Interesting. Like, all right. I don't know if I've ever had that particular drug. I have had one deep clean before, where they like shot my gums up. And they really get in there. It's weird because mm. they give you like a <laughs> they give you like a first poke, and then and they give you a second that, poke. That wears off enough where they can go deeper, and you're and it feels like the first one, even though they're way deep in yeah. there. Yeah, and then they nail you again. Yeah, then you can't feel shit. But I still ah, I don't like it, man. Because when it's like scraping around on my teeth, mm. I'm like, I'm like grabbing the chair, you know, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, I don't like it's, that part. I don't mm. know what it is. It just makes me cool, uh, squeamish. I squeeze my hands until my fingernails dig into my hand, skin. Yeah. I remember last time I got a deep clean, I was just like flexing the whole time. And then I, when I got up, like the whole fucking chair was wet and my the, my ass in the back of my shirt was just soaked in sweat. I was just sweating so bad. You think like, they like turn the heat up? I don't know. I felt, <laughs> it felt like it for sure. <laughs> that light, man, that fucking light they have. There's the nonchalant, uh, you know what I mean? The nonchalance of, of the whole thing. Cause they do it a thousand times a day and they have <laughs> mm-hmm. for years and years. So you're scared out yeah. of your mind, and to them, it's just, just a like Tuesday. Uh-huh. <laughs> just they, like, like, casually give you the side eye, and they're like, oh, we got a squeamer. <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. Now, I've never gotten a, the deep clean like that before. Mm-hmm. Do they usually do it all or half and half? Because this lady was telling me, oh, we can take you in one day and get half done. <laughs> and get yeah, in half and half is around. incredibly common, mm-hmm. and that's what they recommended for me, too. So you don't oh, just lame. ruin your gums. The whole point of them doing that is to save your gums. Mm. And they don't want to just like do the exact opposite of what they're intending to do. Mm-hmm. Give you a little... It's like a piano tuner. Yeah. We'll do a little bit here. It'll come back. Let's settle. That's a really great analogy, actually. Yeah, they told you, boy, I got to get my fucking wisdom teeth out. Oof. That'll be fine. It's not as bad as it as it sounds. I've been like actively avoiding it because this is probably the third or fourth time a dentist has said, like, let me get those wisdom teeth, son. 
and they've just hurt? been like, like yeah, they... sure, and stopped going to that dentist. <laughs> I mean, they don't hurt. They they never really hurt, but I do get like ear infections on the right a mm-hmm. lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's often enough to where I'm like, yeah, and they, like I have partially impacted bullshit, and on this side too, I have a chipped filling. Uh, so I also had to get a crown. They have all these plans. They have all these wonderful plans for my teeth now. You they know? got a nice five-year plan for you. It's like, that's the problem. You <laughs> walk into a dentist, man. He he spends about 90 minutes looking at every fucking tooth in your head, x-raying it, looking at the inside of it, getting a 3D scan of it. Sounds like kind of a scam. Like, why haven't we figured right. teeth out yet? All of a sudden, he's got all these plans for because, you. Because, like, yeah, they don't want us to figure out teeth. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it's like cars. Big teeth. Big teeth, man. Big, big tooth. tooth. Big tooth is trying to fuck us. <laughs> big <man>. tooth. <laughs> they just want to control us. They're trying to fuck with us. Clearly. And she showed me what a crown was, which I kind of knew the general concept, but I never like looked at a crown or like a model of a crown. Kind of fucking horrifying, really. It's it's terrifying. I just had a root canal done very recently, and part of that is getting a crown, and then it's it's actually double tearing. Yeah. They, so the crown they shave. Around the tooth, they shave away your tooth until there's just like a little stick in the center of your tooth. They take the crown and they glue it onto that little stick. And then with the root canal, after that, then they take a drill and they drill into your nerves and they scrape all that out and then seal that in with a wire. (laughs) Okay, once this shit's done, you'll never feel a thing after that. I mean, (laughs) but (laughs) they say that, but didn't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a there's a back. slight uh, something. It's not pain, but it's like. Forgive me if I pass out because I'm due for a root canal, and what you just described <laughs> terrifies oh, me. Man. Well, well, <laughs> to be fair, it it doesn't hurt at all. It doesn't Great. hurt at all. It's totally painless. Anesthesia is so good now. It really surprised me, actually. <laughs> now you're selling me on it. That's <laughs> true. Well, That's and when I had it done, I was in so much fucking pain. I was like, do it, do it now, do it. You know, but. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Good. It'll be cool. Yeah, that's funny because I was Every, everyone has to pass. get them. Yeah, <laughs> I was I'll looking put on at my big uh, boy pants. <laughs> my my the website my work has set up for read about your dental coverage. You know, because I was like trying to find the facts and all this shit. And like the third bullet point, just randomly when you first go to the benefits page, is like root canals actually aren't painful, like everyone says, or something like that. It's like they had like fun facts. It's true. I, I would say so. And I was like... Other than the shot thing, like you say. Other than them giving you a big old fat Yeah, shot. that's okay, though. I don't really mind that. I don't mind it either, I honestly. hate needles. I don't mind being yeah. injected or whatever. I don't mind needles either. <laughs> if it's good shit. If it's quality shit, you can stab me. I feel like a badass almost. I've never... Like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> I've never stabbed myself. <laughs> yeah, me either. Ever one time. There's always some uh, licensed professional doing that. But... A licensed professional did shoot uh, morphine in me, which was pretty fucking cool. I think that's the I think that's the best thing I've ever had shot into me is morphine. It's fun. Feels fucking nice. <laughs> You're like, oh god, I get it. It's quick too. Get why? Uh, oh yeah, it hits you so quick. Oh god, it's fucking right away. You can feel it coming in through the needle because it mm. starts right there, and then you're like, blah, 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 blah. yeah. And that was the same day you had fentanyl too. I had the fentanyl too. And you said it, you were like, this is way better. The morphine. Mm-hmm. Fentanyl sucks. Fentanyl felt like the cigarette of uh, opiates. Mm. It's like wham, it hits. There's like this thing where it's not like this rush of opiate feeling. At least to me, it wasn't. It was more like 
okay, the pain went the away. The pain goes away, yeah. It's like they take the volume mm-hmm. and they turn it down, so you can still kind of hear the static of where the pain was, but it's not really pain anymore. But you're like, just okay, sensation. I'm aware of where it is, but what it is is just totally turned down. And, and then morphine, you're like, that's it is the loopiness like the fentanyl turns down the loopiness of it yeah yeah i think so and the loopiness is is the fun oh, part yeah that's where i do it you know oh shit that reminds me uh, when you do get your wisdoms pulled they're gonna give you a subscription of hydrocodone yeah. or something mm. uh, unless they listen to this unless they <laughs> <laughs> to all dentists listening to this <laughs> But, uh, you know, you can always go back and be like, hey, it's not quite healed. I need another bottle mm. of codone. And they'll be like, okay, whatever, because that's what doctors do, dentists do. It's something, never really, dope sick. it's something I never got into taking for fun, because it's like, I've just seen too many people do that. Oh, it, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's a world destroyer. It's also something that I l- quite like to keep on me, always, just because... Like sometimes if I get a sinus infection or if I get a migraine that's just fucking rocking me, or sometimes I'll have like a flu that comes with a lot of head pressure type stuff. Mm-hmm. If my sinuses are swollen and then like it gets into the temporal area or like behind my eyes and it's just like one of the only things that helps is that just like a an opiate to just like knock you out for a little bit. Yeah. And then once it's gone, it's like you're through it. Broken bones. I've broken a few bones in my time. Oh, yeah. Those and are the worst. It's wild because, like, opiate's so shitty for anything chronic, anything long-term. Opiate is like a quick fix for one or two times. Opiates, I should say, prescription opiates. Like the wisdom uh, teeth would be a good example. Yeah, like, like wisdom teeth. You do one bottle and then you're done. Two or three-day recovery. For me, like, a bone breakage is it's like almost too long. Like a six weeks To manage it with, uh, with opiates. Yeah. Like, I have every time, but... Once you're in the, uh, it's hard to know that window of like, all right, when do I not really need these anymore? Because by the time you don't need them, you also want them. And yes. You've already yeah. crossed that line. Like those two bars have switched. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, no, fucking done. I'd say two weeks. Two weeks. If you, yeah, if that, you seems, that seems right. If you do them every day for like two weeks you've, and you keep doing them, then you're, you're in trouble. <laughs> you need to like. Walk away. Yeah. Walk away. Just smoke some weed about it or something. Yeah, yeah. or take Advil or something. I don't know. Yeah. Walk it off. Walk, Walk it, it off. <laughs> Walk off that broken leg, son. Walk it off, cupcake. <laughs> Think of the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Bite this musket then. ball. <laughs> yeah. Pour some whiskey directly on the wound and in your mouth. And pray we don't have to cut it off. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we've come a long way, I suppose. Certainly have. Come a long way. The th- that robot thing that spun around my head today to take like the very first X-ray it was wild. I think I had it's a standing up. X-ray. What's that? You're standing up. Yep. Yeah, yeah and they oh. have you like bite a little stick that's coming out. And you're like, and then it there's like three uh, fingers. There's like three plastic fingery things that are like holding your head in place. Mm-hmm. And then this thing spins around your head. I had a little significant amount of radiation shot into my head today. Yeah, that's part of the fun, too. They didn't do that to me, because I'm pregnant. Yeah. Smart. I was like, cool. They did the 3D rollover scan thing, though. Oh, yeah, those things are fucking uncomfortable. Bite on this thing. I'm like, I gotta save my mouth. (laughs) Mine wasn't so bad. She just had, like, a little wand. Open, close a little bit, open, close a little bit. 
I don't have to buy it. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm. What I'm talking about was still more x-rays. So there's this fucking x-ray stand or something. It's like a mini stand. And there's a piece that I never really got a good glimpse at that goes in your mouth. (laughs) That's uncomfortable as fuck. And they're like, bite down, and then you bite down on it, it but hurts. some other part of it is pushing your gum up or oh, down. It hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking is so uncomfortable. It does hurt. And and then it sticks way out of your mouth, and then there's like a four-inch circle. Yep. And then they stick the radiation shooter <laughs> into that circle, because that's the aimer. And then it, they hit whatever tooth they want to hit. Fucking weird, man. The whole thing is so weird. Very invasive. Yeah. yeah. The, whole, the whole profession is quite invasive. I just wanted a mouth guard. Like, that's the whole reason I <laughs> was motivated to go. Because mm-hmm. I grind my teeth at night. It's been this fucking problem for me. And then they're like, well, you have this open bite. And like, I don't know why you didn't get this fixed when you're a kid. I'm like, I've never been told I had this until now. But I did this. I went through retainers to straighten my teeth. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, those retainers fucked up your bite, so now you have to go to an orthodontist oh, and get Jesus. your bite fixed and then get a mouth guard because you don't want to get a mouth guard and then have to buy another one because they're $350. My God. The mouth guard. And she showed me the mouth guard. It's rock hard. I was mm-hmm. expecting like a pillow for my teeth, mm-hmm. like jelly or something. <laughs> right. But. But the, I hear that that is good, though, that the mouth guard does work ultimately. For, that's what I hear. Yeah, I've heard good things. I want one, but it's like, man, I don't want to have to buy two of them. I know. C-Dubs has been in the chat recently. He's been through the dentist thing. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, are getting going through teeth work right right now. now. Yep. We're at the right age to do that kind of shit. Yeah. It's like, all right. Fun, fun. We're not quite old enough where they're all falling out, so we want to kind of make sure that they don't fall out. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I mean, mine. I got a big fucking hole in mine too right now, like, and I've had it for like a year. Got eight pulled, or maybe two. Oh. Well, pulled isn't falling out. Pulled True. is pulled. Pulled and pulled. You need some help, man. On a certain yeah. timeline, they just fall the fuck out of your head. What's up with this water laser filling that they mentioned? I didn't. didn't no oh. one talked to me about that. That's they what, didn't give me any details. They just told me a water laser. So our four-year-old has a cavity, which is sounds like. like Pokemon bullshit. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> the candy thief has a cavity. Oh, weird. Uh, so they were like, let's <laughs> oh. get it. The one who will walk up to my bed at eight in the morning will fucking <laughs> wake me up and say, can we have peeps? Yeah. <laughs> and it just <laughs> makes me shudder. and go, no, go to bed. Oh, no. What are you up So to? they're talking about this instead of going through like the drilling and the filling or whatever. I don't have any fillings yet, so I don't exactly know the process. They're like, yeah, we have this thing called a water laser, and it, like, numbs it and fills it at the same time. I was like, what? <laughs> Sounds like voodoo or something. Mm. I'll well, know more when I take her in for it, I guess. Lights plus water. Hell, I don't know. Optics. I'm just, I'm Optics. Just, <laughs> lasers. I'm just a simple podcaster. I don't know <laughs> if you water lasers. I'm just a girl. I barely got these fucking XLRs plugged in tonight. <laughs> can't tell me about water lasers that's the next step up for the bowl yeah. is getting the guests set up just right getting water lasers for the guests oh it never <laughs> here is just a never ending as a musician it's the same thing yep. you never have enough gear and as soon as you do get the right gear you need more gear mm-hmm. oh like, guess what it's like my monitors yeah, yeah like it's a start. one two three four monitors people four yeah uh, and then actually five 
Well, four and a half. Six. That one's oh, six. Two are, yeah, these are my two. Those two are Lorian's. Okay. But, but they're still But here. I need one for his time codes, just in case I want to like write something down. Although uh, the, oh, there it is. <laughs> seven, eight. Yeah, it's and it's like too small. small and gray on gray. Yeah. I need it right in the middle. It'd be nice to have a big contrasting. I, I've always wanted to have the fourth display just be like a big-ass full TV size display, you know? Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Maybe someday. Split it up into smaller screens, too, if you want to have uh, different computers going yeah. to different parts Split of screen. it. That would be but Yeah, tight. get a nice, like, you know, 60-incher up there. Bam. That would be cool to have just, like, a switcher I could hit to where it's, like, looking at a different mm, machine. That, too. Mm. Oh, just fucking dreams. Dreams of setups. More gear, everybody's, more tech. Everybody's got me fucking... You can get it on Amazon, I'm sure. Everybody's got me cranking, <laughs> cranking Wang on this uh, Roadcaster Pro Two thing, and I'm like, no, I don't fucking need it. I don't need it. I don't. I don't need it. I don't yeah, need it. And then but... I look at it, and then I like pull it up online and look at it some more. Looks kind of nice. It looks so fucking nice, but uh, I don't know. I've got a few blue screens of D's with Mark of the Unicorn here. It hasn't happened in a while, but uh, oh my god! Here, where's my yeah? There yeah. you go. We're all knocking. No. Oh! Nice. Oh. <laughs> I felt that in my bones. Solid knock. Solid knock. Speaking of feeling in my bones, I think I might actually have to change my pants because I'm I've spilled beer all over my pants. Oh, that's all right. And uh, I, I cannot believe I'm actually in the bowl and I am not in a position to just take my pants off because <laughs> this is what I would have just done. I, this is the place to take your pants off. But I think I need to go change. It's fine. You can take your pants off. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's fine, too. I'll be right back. Okay. Talk amongst yourselves. Pants break. Pants off break. Pants off break. <laughs> I didn't even funny. notice he actually spilled the beer. I saw him do the dribble dribble and stand up, but I didn't see a lot of beer go down. It'd be funny if, like, he came back and, like, no one had no pants, pants on. Well, I already don't have pants on. I don't really have pants on either. These are like uh, shorts. Yeah, technically shorts. Which are pants. Short pants. They're short pants, but they're not cutoffs. That cricket is doing some serious work back there. Yeah, where did he come from? I don't know, man. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> it's been many bowls since we had a cricket hanging out in the bowl with us. Mm-hmm. So, Cotton Gin, what's your official destination again? Your turnaround point? Uh, Seattle, Pacific Northwest. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Have you been out there before? I have, yeah. Uh, both oh, yeah. recently you just and... just just out there, yeah. I remember. And in uh, re- other previous years. Oh, that was fast. That was fast. <laughs> Don't even have my pants on yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very Back. nice. You made an entrance. <sighs> the pants man's high on pants. Now, those are fast pants. <laughs> <laughs> Quick fast in a pants hurry. Hey. I've done a few quick changes in my time, I can assure you. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was talented. What can I say? Well, you know. So, Lavish, you are currently wearing a behind-the-scheme shirt, and it's like the MTV-style BTS. Yes. I love this design. It's a great one. And yesterday you had the, the Dare uh, parody one. The Dare BTS. Which, which you know, was a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Did Me you too. did you bring a full BTS wardrobe enough to like rock BTS every every leg of the journey? 
I I did and I have. <laughs> very nice. very nice. I have uh, yes, I have a number of BTS shirts and I I think I've worn a BTS shirt every single day. He's so good. <laughs> Look at that. I'm a professional. What can I say? That's fucking well done. It's so funny. You guys have really rocked the t-shirt game because all of us if we show up in a shirt it's a fucking behind the scheme shirt. Gloria <laughs> has one. I've seen yeah. Fletcher at meetups with one. I've seen uh, Chris at meetups with one. Yeah. Uh, it's like we all wear like show shirt and it's a behind the scheme shirt. I, it's so it's so cool to see. And, and there's people on NAS that are constantly sending in selfies wearing their stuff. Junta recently did. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's. We got a bunch of designs, and it's all really thanks to Make Heroism and MK Ultra. They took it upon themselves, and not only did they do it, but they did it very well. No They've doubt, got yeah. A lot of different uh, styles and different graphics, and and they they there's like different qualities of shirts you can get, and different kinds, and da da da. It's just like it's so well done. Sharky's wearing one right now. Sharky, Sharky. I have seen them in real life. Pfeiffer, no Outside of this room. You've seen them in real life? Like uh, like at Abel Kirby's house? or <laughs> I've seen them on the body of Abel. Ah, Abel bodies. <laughs> Hail the pale male. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I... I I just really needed a new set of bro tanks, and, and that's what's been getting me by. That's what's up, man. Yeah. That's cool. I love all the different styles and stuff. And and I'll, I'll like, wear it to the gym, too. I'll, like, go to the gym with my BTS shirt. And, like, there you go. Work out. It's fucking great. Smash some reps. Smash some reps. Fucking reps. Fuck yeah. Hit the press, bro. That's what's up. So did you get to explore much of the city today? Uh, you were gallivanting about. I I did a a mini exploration. I went to Westport, which uh, nice, yeah. is a is a pretty cool little part of town. And I went up and down a Boulevard, or, or Broadway, Broadway, yeah, Broadway. I'm I'm drinking a Boulevard uh, brewery. Uh, yeah, got him. And I. Stopped in what alleges to be the oldest building in Kansas City. I don't believe that it is, but it's what they say. Uh, it's huh. called Kelly's Inn. Oh, yes. Oh, you've heard of it then? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe there's some legitimacy to this claim. Yeah, Westport actually, I think, technically predates Kansas City. Oh. Huh. Uh, and it used to be its own town. Okay. They have these statues. Maybe you've seen them. They've got three guys. One of them's a mountain man, and then yep. the other two are like city slickers. Yep. And they're definitely like the guys. I think they're the the fathers of Kansas City or whatever. And uh, I was reading the plaques, and yeah, this place used to just be called Kansas, Missouri, if that wasn't confusing enough. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was like the town of Kansas was here originally in Missouri, and then Kansas named like when they incorporated their state they like named themselves kansas to capitalize on like the growing popularity of the town kansas right there so like okay caused confusion that persists to this day Mm -hmm. where like uh the biggest faux pas that commonly happens if you go to concerts of like you know superstar performers and they're like what's up kansas or like they like imply they're in kansas when they're in missouri 
Mm. And everybody's like, hiss, boo, you suck, kind of thing. <laughs> what what I've what I'm learning and what I've learned from reading a bunch of stuff on the way here is that Missouri and Kansas City in particular is a major launching point, or was at one point for Western expansion in oh, the yeah. United States at a very important time in American history. And um there's so much that starts here. Yeah. So like um Oregon Trail, I'm pretty sure, starts mm-hmm. in independence if you play the game. Like, Yep. And that's because it did. Like, mm-hmm. Independence and Westport was also like a huge trading port where you'd basically do the same thing. You'd buy like all the bullets to eat your buffalo on the way west with. And, <laughs> right. Uh, your clothes and whatever. Load up the Conestoga wagon. You'd get your pounds of bacon and sugar and your oxen. And then from then on, it was like... And your dysentery. You're moving. <laughs> that, that came later. <laughs> you're moving until you uh, find the spot. You're going to knock the house up. You have to ford the the river, mm-hmm. the, the Missouri River. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of wild, too, because it's like, if you think about even in the modern day from here going west, you know, you don't really, the Continental Divide is like a shitty place to to set up like primitive settlement type stuff. It's not a lot of natural resources. Mm-mm. in most of the places and even still like most of utah wyoming and nevada are just barren totally empty desolate it's gold yeah mining and, and cattle mm-hmm. really are the perpetuators of those economies and right. all that's back built on that yeah for sure just like go to see ocean and then we can start there or just the little pockets of oases here yeah. and there and the they, rivers along a river or along something yeah yeah it's kind of a main thing because then you could establish a another outpost further out you know mm-hmm. sell more people more bullets and beaver skins or whatever yeah and there were people that went back and forth without i mean this the trails just brought the masses but there were mm-hmm. people that were that were going through those trails long before traversing hundreds of years before i mean the native people surely but just the french uh, and the Spanish were all doing that too. Yep. Totes my goats. So much history. That's part of the fun of, of doing all this. I love the history about around here. Mm-hmm. It gives you an appreciation for how big our country is too. Absolutely. When you fly over it in a day, you know, that kind of takes away from. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Flying like, cause kind of goofs the perspective up. I like being in like that finger wag flyover country though. Keep flying over, man. Yep. <laughs> you know, you don't need to stop here. It's all good. Well, this country's pretty as hell. I mean, you drive it. Yes. It's no I matter believe. where you go. Kansas was gorgeous, and you know, uh, Utah was gorgeous, and they're all pretty in their own way. They're all unique. So, what's coming up for you? Like, uh, what's the final destination and the turnaround and the the back journey look like my ultimate goal is after this i'll be here for a few days we'll do our meetup tomorrow and then i'm going to go up north to minneapolis and hang out with boobsy and then we'll do a bts up there on monday tight and then uh, after that i'm going to try to book it back to california in about four days Mm. and i'm going to go through the dakotas uh so i'll go through maybe i'll go see stillwater over in spearfish but uh I'm going by, by the Black Hills. I think I'm going to be pretty close to Mount Rushmore, so I might go check that out. You could pass through New England. I could pass through New England? Mm-hmm. How? What? There's a New England. 
Oh, I, I don't know if New it's England, North Dakota, Dakota or South Dakota. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, how does that work? Uh, you can't. You can't. <laughs> if I'd known you were coming, man, I would have told you to freeze me some lobster or something. <laughs> uh, and yeah. Bring it along. I did kind of you know, shoot my trip off unannounced. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have to say, I was totally blown away. I uh, learned. Some people knew, I guess. I, I learned about it through the bowls. So I was listening to Bowl After Bowl on Tuesday in the car. I was listening to it, and they said you were coming. And mm-hmm. I was in the car like, what? Yeah. What? yeah. I mean, I announced I wasn't sure if right it was actually going to happen until I got in the car and turned the key. So Nice. Yeah, that's that's how it works sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Leading up to my trip, I was like, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. And then the day came, and I was like, here I go. You're going through all the motions. You just don't believe. Is it really actually going to work this yeah, time? Yeah, I know. I got a feeling. Yeah. See, that's why I like uh, being able to be a hub, too. You know? Yeah. Being able to just be like a stopping point on a journey. Because it's like, I, I don't know, it does force me to do like cleaning around here that like should be done anyway, but just is neglected. It's easy to neglect stuff. Yeah, that's life. And then you got pallies coming over and you're like, ah, shit, probably should scrub some things. (laughs) 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 The same thing. If someone comes over to my house, I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Better just straighten up around here. Get caught with your pants down. Literally. Uh My favorite is when people will be like, Oh my god, it's like a total disaster in there. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. And they like open their front door for you and it's like it's fine. It's ready to show, show ready. for the fucking yeah. market. And you're like, what are you talking about, bro? You've been to my house. You know what <laughs> you know what I'm working with, right? <laughs> like uh I don't know. This is like acceptably maximalist right now, you know. This is cool. This is great. Two days ago was Unacceptable. Not <laughs> it was uh, unacceptable. Yeah. It was like, ah, oh, we have some trash to throw away, huh? <laughs> we have to run a vacuum, I think. That would be a good call. <laughs> that well, sort of thing. On behalf of Cotton Gin and myself, may I say, you're welcome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I very much appreciate it, man. It's like that motivation that you need. It's like that kick in the ass that you need to like Yeah. 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 Catch up on some shit. Which is good. Back deck too. I like uh it's so much easier to smoke when the back deck is all cleared off and squared away. So mm-hmm. we just got that shelving unit for all the chicken stuff though, and that's come in handy for other things. Yeah. All the kids' outdoor toys that used to just be scattered across the porch. Yeah. There's just like a place for things now. It's like sixty nine percent of the battle, I think. Just having a place for everything, you know. Where does this go? Uh there's certain things you just want ready. You know, you want available. You want to have them because you use them all the time. Like the chicken food is something I got to use all the time. Or mm-hmm. or even worse, the toys because the kids are just using them all the time. It's like they don't have to. They just do. They do. Yeah. They just do. Well, that adds the blizzard element. You know, when you got a mm-hmm. bunch of kids, it, yeah, it's impossible to keep things straight all the yeah. time. Because you clean and then you turn around and yeah. like the other nope. thing you clean you is didn't no clean. longer clean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the connects are out now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Fantastic one. It's been it's such a lovely place though and uh, lovely part of the world. I've been looking forward to coming to Kansas City for many years. Yeah, we've. Uh, I've heard you talk uh, several times about. Oh, I need to get my road trip. I need to have a road trip. Yep. 
out here. So I've also been eagerly awaiting it. Because I love pe- showing people around. You know, Kansas City is like definitely a sleeper town where it's much cooler than people realize, you know? Mm-hmm. It has a lot more going on than, than really I even knew growing up, too. I didn't appreciate it fully myself until I kind of started seeing other places and, you know, traveling around myself a bit. Mm-hmm. Cause I always wanted to get out. That's kind of the thing. You know, you grow up in the same place forever and you're like, ah, fucking I'm probably done with this shit. And what's not freedom if you don't like use it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I went to, I remember Portland being like the first city I was like really hip to like very cool. I was like, Oh fuck. I really like Portland. The first time I went, it was like 2009. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I've been back a couple of times and it's like, it feels less exciting every time I go back and I don't really have my thumb on the pulse enough to like think that's the case. But like, I've heard a lot of other people say the same sort of thing about how it's gone like downhill since the very first time I was out there. Sounds about right. And it's just a bummer because at the same time, like this town has come up Mm -hmm. even since I was a kid, like, it's only been like improving, getting better. We have that streetcar now and they're like working on an expansion for it, mm. which makes the city a lot more. It's free, right? Traveler accessible. Yeah. It's totally free to ride. It's paid for by uh, a sales tax hike. Yeah. Taxpayers. In the districts. Nothing is free. Adjacent to the stops on that streetcar. So like every place that you can walk to when you get off the streetcar, you're paying like a little bit more. 2% extra, 3% extra sales tax, something like that. Which, you know. But it seems like a lively town, just from what I saw today. It seems like everybody's having a good time. There's a lot of people that visit. I was talking to some people that were from uh, Baltimore. Ah, yeah. And so people are coming in. I, I got a shave, and the lady who gave me the shave was like hella nice and told me all about the city and about the Chiefs. And it's just like... You get a vibe. Yeah. And that's why I've got on my trip in Salt Lake and in Denver and wherever I stop, you get a vibe from people. You talk to people and like Salt Lake on the up and up. Yeah. Denver going downhill. Yeah. Kansas City on the up and up. Cool. And that's just how it is. And Portland. Rest in peace the next place you stop. <laughs> Minneapolis. Oh, definitely Minneapolis. on the down. Videocalypse. <laughs> 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 yeah. Shit. Oh, oh, man. I have no. Minneapolis is the one thing that I probably have the least, like, preconception of. Yeah. Like, I know that it has a decent music scene, I guess, Mm. and, like, kind of a quietly awesome hip-hop scene, but other than that, I don't know anything about Minneapolis, really. Been there once, and went to Mall of America, I think it was, it was New Year's Eve, I want to say 98. Um, and they had like a Camp Snoopy back then, which I was very into. Uh, it was like the kids part of a theme park, but there's like a big ass indoor theme park. And like at midnight, uh, cause they had them all open like all through midnight and stuff. And so at midnight they did like this big ass indoor fireworks display. Oh, mm. it was gnarly. That's cool. It was like a bunch of pyrotechnics spinning around on the ceiling and stuff. I don't see Spark, that every day. Sparkler showers. It's very cool. Spark one up. It was uh, it's very sparky. I could spark one up. Yeah. You could. Spark one up. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. I used to keep my spark closer. What can I say? Man, we've had some... Uh, I think you heard the strike earlier. We had some 
boost come in as we've been sitting here chatting casually uh booberry was the first to light us off with 6969 69 69 69 dudes I know he's been wet with anticipation. Anticipation. Patient. Patient. Uh, he sends it out of Boost CLI, by the way, and he sent a image, and he says, I'm in. And the image is a lovely image of a fried egg going into a <laughs> DVD player. <laughs> Looks like a Sony DVD player. Mm. Hacker voice, I'm in. I'm in. He's in. He's in like Flynn. He's ready for it. We also got, coincidentally, 3333. <coughs> Sats from Addison, 33. All right. Out of Fountain. Who says, rolling Thank one you. up now? Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Cheers to you, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Also rolling one up. Um, Cheers. 17776 from Booberry. One of his signature moves. Uh, out of CurioCaster, he's hopping all around tonight. He says, self-fellatio. <laughs> Thank you, Booby. Self-fellatio. I gotta ask you about that sometime, Booberry. What's your secret? <laughs> Thirty-six thousand five hundred sats from. He had Blueberry. a few ribs removed. He says, "Click buzz." Few ribs Is that removed. What we ate. <laughs> <laughs> we ate Booberry's removed ribs, and he's grateful because now he can self self fellatio, <laughs> self servicing. Oh. oh, there it is. Oh, I, uh, got him. I had to do the stretch Armstrong. Helped you out there. S-A-J. No, that's all right. My hands were full. Reaching around this bowl. There's wheels. There's like five wheels directly <laughs> under my ass, so that was no big deal. Um, oh, 69.69 again from boobs. 69! 69, dude! 69-in. He says, Lorian, I love, love, love the art. Oh, thanks, boobs. Yeah, the art's awesome. Which, uh, I know you sent it to me, but I didn't get a good look at it. But the, Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Uh-huh. Nice. Oh, yeah. Very tight. Put on your 3D glasses for Kansas City. There you yeah. go. Shit. <laughs> nice. I have, I have no idea why this would appeal to Booberry. <laughs> uh, 4242 sats coming from Oma out of Fountain. Ooh. He says, late night boost. Thank you, sir. And uh, just a reminder to the audience, if you have a question for uh, either one of our gentlemen here, Lavish or Cotton Gin, you can call 816-607-3663, or you can just leave some trolley message. Or whatever, whatever you want. We'll we'll do whatever whatever turns you on. All right, I'll do it. Whatever, whatever turns you on. This is your uh, your audio debut, isn't it, Cotton Gin? Have you been on a podcast at all before? Yeah, he's been uh, on Rare Encounter. You've been on Rare Encounter. Rare Encounter, Hog Story, the Hoggery. You were on Hog Story. That's right. That's right. Um, Abel and I actually had a podcast way back in the day, like 2012-ish. Oh, okay. Like, like seven episodes or something, so I don't know if I can really call it a podcast. but Gave it a spin. Yeah, I tried. I don't know. I'm, uh, I kind of like just being a guest and meandering. Yeah. I, uh, I don't have the, uh, the, the commitment that a lot of you folks do to uh, making such a fine production of this. Commit the commitment, man. It's that show must go on thing. Yeah, it's yes. the same. Is <laughs> it really is the same as doing tours for me? Only in a different like the ends is the same, but the means are different, or something like that. Like there's just this performance aspect of uh, let's do the thing. You know, we have to do the thing every damn Tuesday. We'll do it. Mm. Sorry, I laughed because I was thinking about our kidney stone episodes. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, sure, man. 
you'd be hanging on, but then at some point you just start going like this, and I'm like, okay, you're going to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Duked it out. That's a professional but right yeah, there. But yeah, you did it. It was badass. Hat tip. That's what millennial would say. <laughs> no cap, for real, fam. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, man. It's not the same. Once we started, we've been doing it. Like once we, ch- I don't know when. When did when, when was it Tuesday night? I can't remember when we decided it was going to be Tuesday night. It was right around the time the time where we started doing it live as well. So it had to be like in the thirties. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. I. It's all. It all just kind of runs together now. You know. Yep. Maybe One. it was always Tuesday night since we came back. I'm not sure about that. Not hundred percent sure, and you know when we first came back too, we did uh, we just kind of published them, like we recorded them and then pushed them out. There was a chunk of time where we didn't have any stream or anything, you know. You didn't do it live. We weren't doing it live. Oh man, we were doing it. We just weren't doing it live. Yeah, I remember that pre hiatus, but not post. There was a short time. That's the weird thing, is because pre pre hiatus that was the first I think twenty seven. And then the first, I don't want to say dozen, when we came back, were just like all pretty drastically different. And then after that, it kind of settled in. And we found this like thing called a routine. Damn it. This joint is undoing itself right in before yeah, our very Yeah, it's unraveling eyes. before our very eyes. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's really got me fucking. <laughs> I don't know uh, why it didn't stick. The adhesive I, wasn't. I doing know it. why. Oh my god. Roz, dude. Uh, yeah. Roz, Roz. notoriously uh, unsticky. These ones are a little stale, too. They've been in the box a while. I still love them, though. Like, they taste nice and they're smooth, but for some reason, man, fucking. How do you get a raw to stick? Um, honey. Honey. I've mm. used honey before. Yep. yep. A, a honey seal will really do the trick, but. Uh, oh, man. Used to do honey blunts in college. Those were a treat. Hell yes, honey blunts. Those are good. Honey blunt, honey blunt, meat one, honey blunt. Never, never smoke one. a blunt. Never oh, had yeah. a blunt? Never. Eh, you know, they're okay. I've yeah. never done a blunt. Yeah. I'd do one. You do one, though? Yeah. i totally do one. <laughs> Fuck, I don't think I have any shells, but... Bro, we'll pop your blunt, Cherry. Tortellinis. Yeah. Friday's a long day. A long day. Yep. A long day. We woke up at 6 a.m. Blunt. Hell 7 a.m. Yeah. Blunt. <laughs> 8 a.m. First On the beer. hour. <laughs> I'm, out, I'm outside the gas station at 5.45 waiting for them to open. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> hey, man. Just... It's 5.01. I'm going to need all the white gra- white grape white owls you've got. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's an easy order. We can knock that out. Can knock it out. You met my chickens. Cotton gin, you, you haven't met my chickens yet. yet. They're adorable. That'll be another thing that we do. The chickens are fun, man. Yeah. They're different colors, but they're like in pairs. There's two of each. It's like Noah's Ark out there of chickens. <laughs> <laughs> it is, except for they're all girls. Yeah. Except for they're all girls. <laughs> Which is hilarious. That's funny. And then uh, they have like the, the pecking order. They've got the... Mm-hmm. There's, there's this. They live in a society. <laughs> they do. Live in a society. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, there's the four older ones that are like, they run shit. Yeah. And they're like okay with the you know, four younger ones existing, but just like they gotta wait for everything. 
<clears throat> I can do everything so I can. So a lot of times when I'm like out there for a while, when I'm going to be outside for a while, <clears throat> I'll just leave the cage door open or the, you know, the, both the run door, run doors open. So there's the, under the porch part where I caged in and I'll just leave that open mm-hmm. and then I'll open up that end of the T run too. And the four older ones, they're always like, right when you step out in the yard, they're in your business. They're in your face. They're happy to see you. Yep. They want to know what the fuck you're out there for. Usually it means good things for them. So they're like, what's up? What are you doing? Then the younger four, like if the older four, the door opens, they just come out. They start exploring the yard. They're like, oh yeah, all this shit's ours too. And they just start picking things out of the yard. The younger four, when they see the older four leave, they're like, oh, the run is ours. And then they took over the run and they <laughs> yeah, like get up on change. the water thing and they're like, yeah, we're... We're fucking queens of this shit now. Second shift's on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a funny sight to see. Chickens are weird, man. They're not like I expect. I don't know. I don't know what my expectation of how chickens are, were, but they're way different. Yeah. But we're getting eggs every day, which is cool. Fucking That's, egg factory. That makes my day. <laughs> you guys are stacking eggs. Yeah, we are. I know. One of the guys in my, uh, the Casey Bitcoiners, he was like, yeah, we had... Eight chickens and it wasn't enough to feed our family, but I'm like, dude, I gotta like, I gotta make sure that we're cooking eggs all the time, like, so that do you just I don't overflow. Nothing but those eggs. I don't know. Like, I don't think so. Just no. eat twenty eggs every day. <laughs> 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 just really uh, bountiful. Family, we eat eight eggs a day. We are still hungry. <laughs> Wake up, eat your ten <laughs> eggs now. <laughs> Our middle child can eat six eggs by herself in the morning, though. Mm. She's a she monster. She just loves eggs. Yeah, she's very into it. Yeah, they all love eggs now, but we'll have a fucking badass omelet in the morning because I got peppers yeah. and onions and uh, some kind of meats I'll throw in there. Fuck, I'll probably cut some ribs into it. Ooh, yeah. Shit, I've never put ribs in an omelet. I bet mm. you that would be fantastic. Oh yeah. Goddamn. We're going to break some records tomorrow. We're going to turn over some new leaves. We're going to chop up some oh, rib yeah. meat. That's what we're going to do. We're also Road doing... Trips. We're going to hit the museums. We want to take you to Spice and Foods, too, because... Yeah. A, we're out of the Chipotle sauce, and we need some more of it. And B, you can get some great sauces in there. And killer deals. Like, everything's usually pretty fucking cheap in there, so... What else? I'm trying to think of, like, a plan, but I also don't like to uh, be over... Overscheduled, you know. Yeah, kind of depends on when we're all going to wake up tomorrow. That's true, which in turn depends on when we go to bed tonight. I wanted to say it was like so cool, old chum style, where we sit down last night and like one of the first things you say is like, "If you guys need to like go to bed or like you know whatever, just shut me up at any time. It doesn't matter, whatever you know." Which is like we know that, yeah. And then all of a sudden. There's like a lull in the conversation. Well, not all of a sudden, but after a while, there's a lull in the conversation. Not not much longer. It felt like, you know, no time at all. And I noticed that the music is playing down in the basement, and it sounds like the neighbors are bumping tunes, but really it's just... The bowl. <laughs> the bowl speakers are like literally in the corner of our house. At one point I was like, are those... Do you want me to go tell those neighbors you're just... You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's like... It sounds like the house catty corner just because the speakers are literally in the corner of the house. Like, And so I was like, man, I probably should go turn that music off. Nobody's listening to it downstairs. <laughs> and I come down here and then I look at the 
computer clock and it's fucking 10 after three in the morning and i was like holy shit <laughs> like i gotta go to the dentist in the morning at, <laughs> yeah. must be there at nine right and 10 even 10 felt fucking ambitious three yeah we ended up crashing at 3 30 but it didn't feel like any time at all like i wasn't tired i was still zooming mm. it was nice too it was like uh, i used to work late at uh taco bell i used to do the late shift when i lived in columbia and lobby would close, I think, at midnight, and drive through would close at uh, like two. So you get out of there at like three fifteen, three thirty, and you can never just like go to fucking bed. When you get off work, you can't just get off work, go home, open the door, and go to bed. Like yeah, it's just I'm not down. how it works. So you like hit a bowl, you chief, and then like it was like the sun would be creeping up, and it'd be about like five thirty ish, five. Somewhere in that hour. And then you're like, all right, time to hit the sack. That's how I felt last night. It's like all this preparation, all this anticipation. And then you're here. And before, you're just trying to get as many things done as you can. You're like, oh, you find like more shit that like horrifies and disgusts you. And you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Just like by the very nature of cleaning up the other things, you're just like, oh, I'm glad I fucking moved that and found this. Holy shit. And so then, but there's this like magical point where other stuff that you're preparing for outside of cleaning up. Yeah. Yeah. Along with everything else you're doing in life. It's all like mashing together. And then it's just like this moment where it's like, you're here. And then like, we're going to fucking actually relax. And so that was a factor of it too. It was almost like another sense of getting off work. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, now it's unwind time. I probably couldn't have gone to bed, uh, at midnight or one, if I would have tried to, because you're just you're wired. Yep. Even though it's relaxing downtime, you're just so wired from everything you just did. Mm-hmm. I was in the same boat from packing, and and I spent like two days. I talked to you guys like a couple of days before. Yep. And I from that point on, I was packing, 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 and then driving, 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 and then driving, driving. And that last day, especially, it was like nine hours of driving. And I was just like, and I would stop. It was I could have done it in seven or eight, but I kept fucking stopping places and doing stuff. Yep. And so, throughout the course of the day, and then it got dark, and I was just like, oh my god, it just it's so much led up to it. And then finally, oh fuck, I can just sit here and go to bed, <laughs> not worry. But yes, having to drive somewhere tomorrow or do get yeah. up and pack. You don't got to get up by a certain time or yeah. fucking check out by eleven, or else they'll charge me oh. an extra how yeah. hundred bucks for. You know, it's just like, okay. Oh, God, that's it. that is the worst. Yeah. It's just all that shit it's just never ends. And then and then you're doing it all over again where you're, like, trying to find, like, with cleaning up, it's the same thing. Yep. You, there's always something else that you're forgetting. <laughs> there's something yep. else you come up on. Jesus. Like, I mean, you can look around. Like, there's a ways further we there's could definitely go, <laughs> you know. We didn't have to stop where we stopped. But we got, we got, we got what yeah. needed to be done, done, for yeah. sure. Definitely. That's the bowl. Yeah, you know this is the, this is the way she is. It's My grandpa told journey. me, you know, life is maintenance. <laughs> life is maintenance. I like that. That's true, man. It's and it's uh, you know you don't want it to be, but truth is, is you could you could spend your whole life doing it if you really wanted to, and some people do. We call them neat freaks. But I don't have that kind of. I don't either. Free time, man. Yeah. Like even if I wanted to be a neat freak, it just I don't have the. I wouldn't. Life's too short. I yeah, I would have to set so many other balls down that it's just no, it's not, not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the, that ain't living. That ain't living. 
It's just surviving. <laughs> Life is not tried, it's barely survive when you're standing outside the fire. It's about passion, damn it. Garth Brooks, man, come out. Come out. <laughs> oh, fuck. What's, uh, what's your next stops, Cotton Gin? Uh, I think I'm going to hit up Denver next. And nice. then, uh, Just probably trace his footsteps yeah. back west. <laughs> Almost. Uh, uh, Salt Lake City. And then, uh, then take a Y the other way. Yeah. And then split up to the north. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to figure that out pretty quick because the fires out there are kind of raging oh interesting they're so, picking up yeah i gotta figure out a route pretty quick yeah so. when i was in reno it was back to the old way back in whatever year it was when it was just like the sky was red and you could nice. go outside and breathe can't wait rough but you know there's plenty of wind so Going right into the apocalypse it's gonna be fun <laughs> <laughs> who knows if it'll be that bad you might you might get better the highway to hell has become real. It's just no rain. Yeah. Just yeah. there's just no rain. And then when there is, it's it's a lot and it's fast. And then it, it's just enough to make everything grow mm-hmm. and then it goes away again. And, and then everything, everything dries out and catches on fire. Yep. Oh my god. And then the fires rage for a month, two months, and it doesn't rain at all during that two month period. And it doesn't help out. And we just have to do it all by hand. <laughs> it's just like, okay, here we go again. Year after year. <laughs> Nobody fixed this thing yet. What the fuck? There's no fixing it. Like the teeth. Unless they make it rain again. <laughs> but, Can't uh, you just make it rain all in the desert? They probably can. That's the shitty thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're the dicks for like... Yeah, dicks. Come on. Dar- rain. DARPA. Rain and desert, <laughs> you fucking dicks. Yeah. yeah. Just do it without poisoning us. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Trade-offs. There's the rub. <laughs> But uh, that'll be cool. So you're going to Denver, and you're going and you're going to Salt Lake, and you've probably heard me just riff on both of those cities, <laughs> which is fine. I lived in Denver for a number of years, so it'll be exciting to go back and see how that's changed. It's been I don't know, close to ten, if not maybe over ten years since I've seen some of the area around there. So that'll be neat. And then um, I've never seen, uh, even though I lived. In Denver, I never actually made it all the way out to Salt Lake, so I think I made it out as far as Grand Junction. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'll be neat, and then that more new territory. I've never been from obviously between Salt Lake City and the Pacific Northwest. So nice. Yeah, once I'm in Seattle, I'll uh, spend some time. Uh, I <laughs> meeting Bizzle, of course, and uh, exploring. Uh, um, some old stomping grounds from when I was a kid family out there. So, and then, uh, drive on back, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. <just> go back. <laughs> Maybe. 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 No, I gotta go back. There's a, uh, I got cats. So, Oh yeah. Uh, Very important. Yep, yep. Anchored yeah. with the cats. Pack them up. Well, it's better than being anchored with dogs. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta worry about those guys. Do you have like a solid date like in mind you need to be back or are you like playing it pretty open? Playing it pretty open. Nice. Nice. I love trips like that. Well, Seattle's area is very cool. Yeah. And um, Seattle itself is a blast. Yeah, it was was a wild trip. I went out a few weeks ago uh, by flight, so, or by plane. Okay. 
scouted. So uh, yeah, scouted. Definitely a little uh, fun little trip. I remember uh, the area around um, Belltown being kind of nice. So Belltown. Here, look that up. I had a uh, my great aunt and uncle lived in Federal Way, so I went out there when I was a little kid. Beautiful out there. And when I went, it was like, it was sometime in June. And oh, right in the heart of the city. Everything yeah, was like nice, but not too hard, not too hot. Heart of the city. <laughs> you got me. Um, Does Seattle have a heart? Heartless Ooh. in Seattle. <laughs> this is a philosophy podcast. <laughs> By yeah. Pikes, though. Pikes is awesome. Yeah. Pikes is like. We went up on top of, the, of Mount Rainier. And I was like oh, young enough nice. to be just like dumbfounded at having snowballs in ju- in June, you know, because there's just like snow way, way up there all year round. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that was my first time also seeing the Pacific Ocean, which I have not seen as often as the Atlantic. In the Atlantic, way more often. But Do I you notice like, a difference? Uh, yeah, there's like yeah. lots of differences. I've seen both. But they definitely seem different. The west, the west side beaches seem just like, I don't know, cleaner and uh, fresher or something. And yeah, there's way more rocks in New England. Like, New England has those weird ass beaches where they're just like, a fucking millions and millions of these <laughs> black round pebbles. Yeah, and it's like, where the fuck did all these come from? They're all like, how does that happen? I'm not a man of science, okay, but like it's probably something to do with the geology. Like, how do you get a shitload or something? It looks like somebody brought them in from fucking Home Depot or something and like <laughs> laid them all out. You know, like there's just beaches upon beaches of these like pebbles. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this? They're big. They're like you know two to three inches in the diameter or something. I do know that uh, that area was gouged up pretty heavily by glaciers. So, caused a lot of the bowl-shaped uh, phenomenon that's around there in swamps, bogs, all Interesting. that. It's where cranberries are pretty big up there, too. Sure, yeah. Cranberry bogs are really cool. Yeah. So, I, we have sand. There's there's some sandy beaches. Yes, there's yeah. some sandy. Yeah. It's a weird consistency sand, though. Don't you think yeah. it's different? It's different even than it's Florida like gray, beaches, too. kind of slosh, mud. Yeah, it's like mucky, muddy sand. Yeah. It sticks to you like crazy. Um, I feel like the ground on the East Coast is more solid than on the West Coast, if that makes sense. West Coast is more like sandy, dusty ground. And there's like the earthquakes and like the ground is just soft out there. Sure. And you can't build a lot of skyscrapers, not like in the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Like Manhattan or New York in general is just like built on a granite slab. You know, the bedrock there is so sound mm-hmm. and i feel like that that's just that might have to do with it i think just the fucking the sands on the on the west coast are just so soft and nice you know but, i feel like beaches in oregon i think one of my favorite beaches ever is in seaside because it's just the sand goes on for fucking ages yeah and then it's like like it's such a gentle ease into the ocean mm-hmm. you can walk on wet sand for like miles, maybe for forever. Like you walk directly toward the ocean. And it's like, 
I don't know, 50 yards of wet sand before like you, then you're like splashing toes in the water kind of stuff. But you can just like stand in it where it's not even over your feet <laughs> and it starts there. It's wild. And it's all like super firm packed hard sand. It also feels almost manufactured. You know what I mean? It's like if I was going to mm. build a beach and I could have any kind of thing going on, this is how I would construct it. It'd be nice, flat, solid sand that still, you know, you can like, you can dig in it. I think that's why it's so cool. They have the sandcastle contests out there and you can make like such awesome shit with that sand because it's just packed perfect. So dense. Yeah, sand I, don't, I just don't like beaches, I guess. I don't like sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, life's a beach, man. Mm. <laughs> I guess I like those rocky beaches. The rocky beaches yeah. are cool. I feel like if you were more used to rocky beaches and you wouldn't have like tenderfoot to it, that would be ideal. And you could like run on those pebbles because they're pretty cool and firm, but I don't know. It's like this just says killer boating too. I mean, you guys mm-hmm. have all of the water sports locked down for sure and fishing and all that stuff. Man, I think it'd be cool to do a summer meetup, a huge one in uh, at the lake in the summer. Just get some lake house and do like Lake of the Ozarks? Yeah. Yeah. Ozarks. I say the lake. What a dipshit. <laughs> yeah, Lake of the Ozarks. I think Lake Winnipesaukee. This uh it's one of those man made lake uh situations where they dammed up a, a river mm-hmm. for a power plant. And um they say that the the fun fact people like to spout is that it has more coastline than the state of Florida. Just because it's like a wild, snaky system of lakes. So it's like, kind of looks like a dragon on the map, which is cool. But yeah, I feel like that would be just a fun-ass place and central enough. I learned, uh, my grandparents always had a place down there growing up. And so that's where I learned to water ski, which I love. That's my favorite water sport. I've never snow skied. And I have a lot of friends from out east who like are into ski culture, ski life. They're always like, we need to take you. Terrified of heights. Oh, yeah. Never got into skiing because of the ski lift. Oh, man. Uh, I feel that. Mm. I've never skied either. <laughs> Lorian can relate. I used to ski a lot as a kid in uh, Tahoe. And uh, I, the heights thing is brutal when the, the ski lift is one thing. And then once you're at the top of the mountain, mm-hmm. you have to get down again. Just one way down. And if, if, the, if the slopes are like mega brutal, then the, the fear of heights definitely comes in. It's almost like looking down a sheer cliff. Because you couldn't walk down it even if you wanted to. Well, it's funny because I love hiking. So, like, I would hike up that and go down it, no problem. So, for, like, the Grand Canyon, if you were to, like, say, theoretically, you're walking down, like, the Grand Canyon, that your fear of heights wouldn't interfere with that? Yeah, that probably would. Yeah. I guess it would depend on where I'm hiking. <laughs> sure. That makes That's fair. But snow skiing's fun. Yeah. I've always wanted to do it. I haven't done it so I haven't skied since I was maybe like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, but I used to do it so much as a young kid. That's a good time to do it. It was a great time. I probably still have it in me if I were to like get out there. Because you just like you're so spry and you can fall and you yeah. can hurt yourself. Recovery not is nothing, deal. and and you you're yeah, you're less weary because you've been hurt less times, so you're like more liable to go for big more shit. Energy. Yeah, you take bigger risks. And as a kid, That's it's a, a super cool in skill here. to have. That- I know. Where's my beer? <laughs> oh my god. 
the fucking cotton movies. gin in the chat room's going uh, oh, a bunch of boomers yeah. in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me on that one. Yeah, I like the old one ski. That was my favorite way to water ski. I've never ever water skied. I have snow skied once, but water skiing. Maybe I should try water skiing. Water skiing, no real heights. That's fun as shit. You're, yeah, you're pretty low on the water. You're at water level, yeah. or below it sometimes. <laughs> a lot of the time, <laughs> many such cases. <laughs> you gotta loop yeah, most the, of the time. Loop maybe. the boat around. Yeah. But it is. It's a. Uh, it's definitely not impossible. It's fun to do. The one ski is tough. One ski, I love because you just have you can maneuver so much easier. Once you're on one ski, you can just cut really hard. But it's tougher to get up because you have half of the surface area to stand on. So you got to like, I don't know, it's fun. It's kind of funny. Like for water skiing, you start in the water, kind of crumpled up in this little ball, like with your knees up. And then they gun the boat. And then as you kind of uh, catch that resistance with your ski, you like expand and stand up. And so you're kind of fighting against that. Like, instead of standing up on ground, you're standing up on the resistance that your ski is making to the water as you drag through it. Right. And damn, like, once you're up, then you're fine. You're up. But goddamn, getting up on only half of that. That's why the old timers down there, what they used to do is they'd get up on two skis and kick one off. Because they all preferred still skiing on one ski and having that ability to cut and jump the wake and all this other stuff. Once you're up, it's way easier to stay up on one ski. On two skis, it's kind of like, I don't Snowboarding know. Snowboarding versus skiing. It gets boring a lot faster, too, on two skis. And you're kind of like, all right. You're just kind of following the boat. Much harder to go outside of the wake. If you do go outside of the wake, it's much harder to get back in it. Yeah. It's uh, basically wannabe wakeboarding. It's like... Wakeboarding, I've done that a few times too. Um, That's all about just getting out of the wake and scooping here and there and everything. Totally. And do jumps, bro. Do a do a kickflip, bro. Do jumps. Hold the nose. Uh, I was always worse at any kind of sport or activity that involved sideways motion, but I was good at feet forward, like toes forward. Like I could always water ski. Wakeboarding, I could do, but I wasn't as good at it. Um, I've always rollerbladed and roller skated like a lot, but skateboarding I fucking sucked at. I ended up breaking my collarbone two different times skateboarding. That's the most dangerous thing of all, skateboarding. Skateboarding <laughs> is just rough, dude. I learned how to ollie a bucket in my driveway. That's as far as I got with skating. I never could do a kickflip. I tried a lot. <laughs> like a lot, dude. Yeah. A lot. And even the first time I broke my collarbone was just going to school because I'd also like go to school on the skateboard. Be a fucking edgelord. The first time I broke my collarbone, I was like, you can't just stop skating just because you break your collarbone. And then I broke it again <laughs> pretty significantly <laughs> soon. It was like, it was only like three or four months later. And I was Damn. like, yeah, nah, no more fucking skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. You never know. Third time, maybe. It's like, no, this isn't even about three strikes, dude. Breaking, <laughs> what are the odds, huh? <laughs> breaking the collarbone is the worst fucking bone to break. I, I hate oh, yeah. the recovery from that is bullshit, and it does not heal right. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. There's no scenario where your collarbone heals right. Mm-hmm. So to this day, if people come up to me and they're like, hey, buddy, behind, you know, some people do that. 
They're like, what are you doing? Shoulder and they grab, grab your shoulders. Mm-hmm. And they do that weird, like, rubby thing. When they, like, oh, come man. up behind you. Like, who have you been? And they dig into your collarbone. Fucking feels like a hot poker is being stabbed in it to this day. Just because it's, like, it healed, like, like unevenly. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. Don't break your collarbone, kids. Yeah, skateboarding sucks. Yeah. If you got to go to school, I guess, just fucking have your mom take you. Don't skateboard there. Or, you know, if you are skateboarding, make sure that you're good at it. If you aren't good at skateboarding, not, not related to you, but just in general. <laughs> <laughs> this has nothing to do with you, bro. But I'm just saying. you suck at skateboarding, but. Well, it's just, it, it, I, I really suck at skateboarding. Yeah, I'm yeah, terrible. I, can, I couldn't even ollie. I could barely ride down the fuck. I can't actually ride a skateboard. Yeah. I suck at skateboarding. Mm. And I, I realized that early on, and I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to break my nose over this or worse. If I'm just going to accept the truth, hand this back and play Tony Hawk. I really went for it. I don't know. I tried on some Walmart boards and I always just said like, oh, it's like the Walmart boards and it's just not a good enough board. Like I was learning to ollie on this Walmart Yoda Star Wars board that I got for my 13th birthday. And I kind of got an ollie a little bit, you know. And then I got the fucking... I was so jazzed about it. I went to a skate shop and I got like the dark star deck and the fucking these trucks and wheels that I really wanted and built the whole thing out and fucking ate shit twice on it. Like hospital style. Fucking go you. The next day after you break your collarbone, like the night you break your collarbone, you got to sleep in a chair, dude. It's just like how it goes down. And it's difficult to sleep in a chair. Mm. For me, anyway. (laughs) I've had no issue sleeping in a chair before. Yeah? (laughs) One place I was always... (laughs) One place I was always good at falling asleep is on the bus, just putting your head on the seat in front of you. Mm, You got the road noise, too. Mm -hmm. And the gentle kind of bounce, Mm. like the gentle random bounce of the bus as it drives over the road, like, all very soothing. I find it always really easy to fall asleep, just (laughs) head on the seat in front of me on the bus. I guess planes are good at that too if the engines. Planes are dope. If you can get past the loudness of it. I can kind of fall asleep in cars too if I crank the seat back. But I've got to roll to the side and the other side eventually. I can't just stay f- flat on my back and sleep. What do you, you, you guys, side sleepers, belly sleepers? How where do you sleep? Side sleeper for sure. Side. Big time. Yeah, side. Uh, sometimes back, but mostly side. Yeah, yeah. I'm just tight as tight as a bug on the side. Nice. And then I roll. And then I roll. And then I, I roll. Gonna, do you have like a side? Oh, I, no! I just fl- <laughs> I, I flounder all night. <laughs> <laughs> you love like a fish. I do. It's I, bad. I do this weird thing where my most comfortable position, like if I'm gonna get into a position where I'm not rolling ever, I'm just gonna wake up in the same spot. It's laying flat on my chest with my. F- arm way out under the pillow and then like my head down on my shoulder it's so Mm. weird but it's just so comfy it's funny i was talking with a buddy of mine about sleeping positions recently and he says he sleeps on his stomach but i've i could never sleep on my stomach and it's just because i was always envisioning just having my face in the pillow oh yeah not realizing it you really just put your head to the side yeah your head's on the side and everything else is belly down but even the pillow the pillow will come up and it'll block your mouth yeah, you gotta like get like, to the right? edge of the yeah. pillow <laughs> it's so awkward okay this is you know it's but comfy t- trust me it's less know. weight on your lungs i know that, it's that's weird a benefit. 
I know it's weird for sure, but my I'm son sure sleeps on his tummy too. Got to be some perfect like, yeah. position. We just haven't figured it out yet. Upside down. Ooh yeah, <laughs> Dracula figured it out. Yeah, and Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's hard to argue with that. Guy's still ticking. Dude, I gotta say, I got a story though about okay. <laughs> your daughter today. She was drawing in, a, in like a drawing book. Yeah. And there was a bat in the drawing in the drawing book that was like hanging upside down. She's like, "What is this?" <laughs> and Ray was like, "That's a bat. The bats hang upside down." She's like, "Oh, of course." And she gets up instead of turning the book upside down. She gets up. She walks around to the other side, yeah. and then goes back down and starts drawing. Oh, that's awesome! That, that was funny as hell. That's hilarious. Oh, they Very were funny. She was killing me last night. <clears throat> My middle kid, Cena. Uh, it's always see it. She's so fucking funny, dude. Um, she kept on asking everybody, "Have you seen what Daisy's cat looks like?" Or she'd be like, yeah. do you know what cat, Daisy's cat looks like? It's like Daisy Duck has this cat in some coloring book, right? And so, like, I heard her say it to Ray first. <laughs> and Ray was like, no. And she's like, well, you're in luck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then she flips open to the part where she shows her, like, uh, Daisy's cat or whatever. And I loved the line and the delivery so much that when she came <laughs> over to me, <laughs> and she was like, Do you know what Daisy's cat looks like? I was just like, No. And she goes, Well, you're in luck. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I walked in and she did it to me as you. Yeah. She she asked you, Do you know what Daisy's uh cat looks like? And I just mouthed to Lori and I'm like, Say no. And <laughs> no. you were smirking not but I was like trying not to laugh. I had already just blurred it out away. like no. Cause like, I was on a mission no. when I walked in there. Like, no. Well, you're in luck. <laughs> She said that made me stop and laugh. Oh, uh, there's these wild phrases where you know kids have picked these up from watching some show or somewhere else. You know, mm. it's like not organic thing to come up with. And that's definitely one of those. I remember my when I was like two or something. I was always just like I would like talk to my older cousins and adults and stuff like more than more than most kids do. And I said something about shipping and handling. <laughs> Even though I didn't know what it meant, you know, I just had heard it so many times because it's mm-hmm. on every fucking commercial. Like, oh, include three fifty for shipping and handling. <laughs> so I said something about shipping and handling, uh, completely out of context. My cousins were all like, "Oh, he knows what shipping and handling is." Whoa, holy shit! He's only two. <laughs> it's like no, I, di- I didn't. I was just parroting this phrase. <laughs> now <laughs> you just, just like, have to know when your Amazon Prime Day is. I actually still have no idea what shipping and handling means. To be honest. Who's doing the shipping? Who's handling what? Like, I know what shipping is. Don't get me wrong. And I know what handling is. But I have no idea when you put the two together what that's all about. Neither does Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) Mark up. Mark up. No, once AWS goes down, then then there (laughs) there is no shipping and handling. There is only handling. (laughs) (laughs) And even that, it's pretty poorly handled. But it's handled just poorly. Handled. Oh, man. We are coming up on that mark. What do you say, gents? I want to get the level Uh, right. You got it? Uh, Do I got it? You have to make sure your cord's plugged in. That's what I thought. Blue cord. How do you usually end these things? (laughs) 
Just like, uh... That's funny. So we go in on a muted guest and we go out on a wiggled cord. I think it's only appropriate, honestly. Balance. Balance. Mm. Yin-yang. All that shit. It was meant to be. Lavish, cotton gin. Thank you for joining us and hanging out with us and um, continuing to do so. We're just kind of getting started tonight, but... Hell yeah. Um... It's like it's a, it's a privilege to be able to do this, you know what I mean? Like the everything's mutual. It's another like little drop of what value for value means, you know? It's not just like people are like it's just begging for money. Like no. No, man. It's this it's this reciprocal beautiful thing that we're building. <clears throat> so, like I appreciate you guys like I didn't really get to talk about pos- po- yeah. podcasting 2.0 stuff. That's true. We could kill the music and talk about it. Or we could crush it in the post-show, I suppose. That's true. You should join us, the post-show, at stream.doubleafterbowl.com. And uh, what else should you do? You should always boost. Boost like your life depends upon it. We're going to be hanging out, by the way, tomorrow, Green Lady Lounge, 6 p.m. Come out, meet the whole gang. Good times will be had. Yes. Uh, if you're in the area, please do come out. Uh, as you say, and the, the value of value is more. It's it's about hanging out and it's about community. It's about it's about uh, you know getting out of your house. Yeah, connecting with the. Uh, Go on a road trip. Go do something. Lovelies. <laughs> <laughs> it's about it's about smoking ribs, man. At yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Pleasure. It's always cool having people like in person too. Yeah, um, thanks for having us, you guys. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. Of course. You know, sort of and having a bowl. And Thank you. It's been wonderful. And the ribs were very, very tasty. Mwah. Bowlers, thanks for hanging out. We'll be back at it uh, Tuesday night, every Tuesday night. You know, we will keep it rolling. Keep the bowls po- uh, packed and lit. Coming next, uh, 920 will be episode 191. So we'll see you then. I'll be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. I'll be DeLorean. Yeah, and I'll be Lavish. And I'll be Conchin. Till next Token Tuesday, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Oh, brother. Don't tell me we're high. Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. Smells funny. That guy's probably a dancer. I mean, come on. It's never going to be anything interesting. Bowlafterbowl.com. 